Today's podcast, we're going to be talking about parent and booster friction in your arts program. Not a great thing, by the way. We're going to be talking about why and where it comes from and how to fix it. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Funding the Performing Arts podcast. Open and frank discussion about supporting and growing the performing arts, such as instrumental, vocal, drama, dance, marching, and pageantry arts. Well, welcome back again to Funding the Performing Arts Podcast. My name is Brian Gilbert, and today we are talking about parent and booster friction, which is not a good thing, and certainly something that you, uh, as a band booster or as a supporter of an arts program or an administrator or director, certainly want to try to avoid at all costs. And uh, I think what we want to do first is probably start by by talking about why. Why does friction raise its head? Like, what, what does that look like? What, what's the cause of that? And um, it, it's interesting because I, I was a band director for a good many years and, and for many more years uh, been around uh, performing programs, whether they're drum corps or marching bands or indoor color guards and, and percussion ensembles. I could tell you that typically when there are issues within the booster organization apparatus, it can be a couple things. It really depends on the on the type of friction that we're talking about. Are we talking about booster on booster disagreement or are we talking about uh, maybe anti-director or anti-program disagreement? Sometimes you get a little of that. So I think it. I think these are different things, and I think they're probably different root causes. So I can tell you that uh, in my experience, I have seen, I've seen both types. I've seen uh, booster organizations that have uh, had a bit of a click dynamic to them, where uh, sometimes it's the it's the executive board that's your president and vice president and treasurer and secretary. And the rest of the boosters feel as if they're outsiders, they're not wanted or needed or frankly regarded um, in terms of, uh, of involvement. So what can be done about that? Well, I think making sure everyone feels as if they have a voice and everyone feels that you know as a, as a stakeholder in the organization, they have some some, um, I don't think power is the right word, but they have some sway. They have some influence. And I think that that's tough because you can't have everybody, um, you know, doing that. So I, I think uh, there are a couple things. Number one, um, I think I'm a big fan of committees and I'm a big fan of, even if you have to make up jobs, I'm a big fan of trying to get everybody involved in contributing. And I actually see this a lot in in uh, the sports program side of the world. Um, I'm actively in my, in my personal life, my daughters, in addition to being excellent musicians and uh, very active in their music programs, they're both awesome swimmers as well. And I coach swimming. Uh, so we swim on a, on a USA swimming sanctioned club. And we, you know, we have all kinds of, of stuff needed to be done from the parents. And I wear both hats. I'm a coach. I'm also obviously a parent. So um, I try to chip in when I can, but I know our booster group for our swim team, 
our parent group really does a lot with committees and you know there's certainly a lot of work to go around so trying to make sure that everyone has a role everyone feels like they're needed and wanted and valued is really important now how about the second type of friction which would be anti director or anti program so this is a trickier one and i think that uh, i've experienced this and it really depends on the dynamics of a given situation. For instance, if you are a brand new band director coming into an organization, and let's say you're replacing a band director that's been there for 18 years, and maybe it's your first gig out of college, maybe it's not, uh, but there's a way that it's always been done. And now you represent, maybe not, you, it's not even that you're going to change everything, it's that you represent potential change. You're the change that might happen. And that's when you start to see, you know, uh, some, some little bit of disagreement. I could tell you that um, sometimes that disagreement just arises because you're not the old guy. <laughs> and they like the old guy, or at least they knew the old guy or uh, former director. Um, I shouldn't genderize that, by the way. I'm, uh, but I, I think that, you know, when you're not the previous director, that's out of your control. Uh, and you're probably been, you've been hired for a reason. You've been hired to move the program forward and advance things and make it better and build and make it bigger. And what's been done to the, that point probably hasn't produced the results that have, you know, that the administration wants. I mean, you have a principal or maybe a school board that wants a championship marching band. Uh, maybe that has been discussed openly in, in the job you know, in the interviews, in the pre-hire process. So maybe you're walking in and maybe you've been given a goal of, hey, we want to launch a select wind ensemble, uh, you know, audition, by audition only type of ensemble, create something that's not there or grow a program that's an existing, uh, in some sort of uh, existing state uh, or maybe it's just, hey, maybe our marching band needs to be more competitive, like the high school down the road uh, or on the other side of the county. And here's, uh, we want, well, you're the guy to do it, so go do it. And maybe your boosters aren't 100% aware of what those closed door, uh, you know, goals are. Maybe those are coming from your, your building principal or uh, your, your fine arts coordinator or your superintendent could be coming right from the mountaintop. So, uh, sometimes they're not aware and not that you would necessarily want to walk in the door the first day and say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to put a first place band out on the field, uh, next season. And I'm the guy to do it. And, you know, here we go. And then that sometimes radical, dramatic, cataclysmic shifts like that don't resonate well uh, with parents. And now as a parent, <laughs> when I was a band director, I was not a parent. And now that I am a parent and I am a band booster, uh, I see the other side of it. And I see that uh, sometimes things that, that can rankle parents a little bit, how, really it comes down to communication. It comes down to level setting expectations. It comes down to policies and procedures. So in terms of how to fix, how to remedy these things, I think that uh, getting off to a good start is key. 
knowing the landscape, understanding the landscape, making your changes slow and incremental over time. I do think that consistent policies from the director's point of view and even from the booster's point of view as well, there's separate policies probably. Boosters are going to have some sort of a bylaw, set of bylaws document that really need to be adhered to and reviewed uh, continually. Uh, but but I'm a big fan of the of the program handbook. Uh, I'm a big fan of making sure that your uh, your teaching supervisor, your fine arts coordinator, your your building principal, your superintendent's office are completely aware of the policies that you want to put in into motion, uh, and that those are um, well circulated and signed off on. And I'll tell you, you could put everything in the kitchen sink in a handbook, and a parent could sign it, and a student could sign it, and then that first time that it comes up, they're gonna act like <laughs> they have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't know that was, I didn't sign that. Uh, and there you go. So I think you could do everything you could possibly could possibly do under the sun and still have issues with that, but at least you've tried. I also think that a certain air of formality is key. Now, if you're replacing a band director, let's say it's a band director, an ensemble director, outgoing that may have been a little loose, that may have been a little laid back and informal, and maybe there wasn't firm criteria for selecting a drum major or wasn't firm criteria for deciding who the principal, you know, first chair players were going to be, uh, or attendance policies. You can only compete in the, uh, in the festival show on the weekend if you've come to all the rehearsals that week. Things like that. Um, I, I think that a formality is is very very important and uh, should be adhered to. And I think that you know booster meetings should be somewhat formalized in terms of you know some of the parliamentary procedure. Um, I think that when things are structured, I think that that in and of itself can help safeguard against uh, weird things happening. And typically, parents that Sometimes could be, uh, you know, problematic. Uh, maybe they're lurking out in the out, out in the weeds and kind of waiting for uh, an opportunity to to exert themselves or insert themselves. I could say, um, you know, when they see a crack in the structure, that's when they strike. So keeping things very formal, keeping things very above board, very transparent, and openly communicating early and often on all things uh, is really really key. Uh, big believer in that. And I can also say, looking back objectively, I probably could have done some of these things uh, a lot better as a new teacher. And I think, you know, professionally, I think we all grow and we evolve and we mature. And um, so hopefully resources are available to you and around you uh, to make that a little bit easier. All right. So with that, I wish you and your programs the best of luck. I hope the kids are happy. I hope the boosters and the parents are happy. I hope your your school board and your administration is amazingly happy uh, at the at the art and the uh, uh, the works that you're producing. Uh, I think that all in all, most most of the time, I would say probably ninety eight percent of the time, parents really just want awesome, cool things for their kids, and they just want to be listened to. They just want to be heard. Um, they just really want to feel as if they're 
students and their children's best interests are being uh, are being supported. And I think you can have policies and procedures uh, that do that, and they may not always agree with it 100% of the time, but uh, at least going about it from a, a slightly more pragmatic point of view uh, might be a positive step to add to your program. So with that, we're going to wish you goodbye until next time. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on iTunes or uh, soon we'll be on Spotify, on SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast stuff. Go find us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And we look forward to seeing you on another episode next time. Thanks again.